0: Hey Mountaineers, welcome back to Read Talk. I'm your host, Whitney Godwin. Last time we talked a little bit about freelancing and what that looks like from both a student and a veteran perspective. Today we're gonna to be taking a look and learning from a grad who started out working in college athletics and has since transitioned into a full-time freelancer. I know that many of you are interested in freelancing or pursuing freelancing on the side and so I thought this perspective might be helpful. Today I'm joined by College of Media grad, Sabu Majarian. He is a native of Boston and a 2012 WVU Journalism grad. Hi Sabu, how are you doing today?
1: Happy to be here.
0: So we graduated around the same time in 2012 and I am just curious, do you have a favorite memory of WVU or the College of Media or the J School as we called it back in the day?
1: Um, I do, I'd say my favorite WVU memory is the LSU football game, um, that that whole day with game day coming and just the environment at the stadium, uh, especially when Tavon uh, scored the touchdown. And uh, it was right before uh, Maurice Claiborne returned the kickoff 97 yards to the house. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> that was literally the loudest stadium I've been in, followed by the quietest stadium I've been in. Um, But that entire game day experience was just something I'll never forget. Waking up that morning and hearing the the mountain layer, like you could hear people from my apartment. Uh, It was crazy. Um, And then my favorite J school um, memory would probably be, we had to do like a a spoof video sort of thing. So it was around the college basketball season. So I did like a, a bracket busters, like spoof video And, like, I go back and watch it every now and then, and I'm just like, what was I thinking? But uh, it it took a lot of, like, hard work, and I don't know. I was kind of proud of it at the time, and now I look back on it, and I'm like, what what was I thinking?
0: It's funny that you mentioned the LSU game because I was a toiler at that time and it was the only game that I can remember where I could feel the turf vibrate under my feet from all the noise. And I remember being just you know two or three feet from the band and not being able to hear them play it was so loud. It was so wild. It was definitely an amazing atmosphere and probably one of the most incredible atmospheres I've been a part of. And so that's definitely a favorite memory for me too. So tell me a little bit about what you've been up to since graduation and kind of the path that you took to get where you are today. I know you've done a lot since you've graduated, and I think it's important to shaping your path now.
1: So originally, after I graduated, I moved back home to Boston, which is obviously a big media market. My um, My original plan was to, you know, work at um, a new station covering sports. Uh, had a little bit of trouble, obviously, with Boston being a major market. And you're not just going to find your way in really easily uh, so I picked up a job at a bank for a little while just to you know make ends meet and then mm-hmm. uh, there was an internship well actually I had been emailing di- directors of communications at a bunch of the local schools and none of them emailed me back except for one and so she emailed me back and said do you want to come up for lunch and I said sure so I went up there with like my resume and everything and we met and she said, Oh, funny, you know how to edit videos. Like, can you make highlights? And I said, yeah, you know, I mean, at at the time I could make a basic news package (laughs) because that that was what Mm -hmm. I was, you know, trained to do. And, um, so I ended up having an internship. She was like, do you want it? And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll take it. This is an opportunity to get my foot in the door. And it was really Mm -hmm. right place, right time. Um, I started interning there and then they, they had laid off a few people, um, because the school had just transitioned into division one. So uh, the demands were higher and um, whatever. Mm -hmm. So people were let go and it it ended up working out for me. They gave me a full-time job. So I left the bank and, you know, I finally had an opportunity kind of in like the sports media world to, you know, get my start. So I started as an SID there while also doing like handling a lot of the, the video streaming for all the sports. Uh, And then as the department grew, Uh, They basically gave me a choice, you know, do you want to be a sports information director or do you want to, you know, be more video? And I wanted to be more video. That was, you know, where my passion Mm -hmm. was. So I took that. And then, um, you know, four years later, I basically started my own department, which was an unbelievable experience kind of being able to manage people (laughs) and... um, you know just we we got to do games on ESPN and our first regional sports network games you know which was crazy to me because when I started there we were just doing kind of a one camera we didn't even have announcers my first year uh so it was really just taking that program and developing it and every year you know I wanted to come in with something new so the second year it was Mm -hmm. getting announcers and graphics in and then the you know I think by the third year we were like all right let's get some color commentators and now that you know we're adding more graphics and we need people to elaborate on this more uh and so then um after that I basically started freelancing um a little bit while I was at UMass Lowell uh I had made enough connections Mm -hmm. and you know people knew I knew the graphic software so I got my foot in the door in the freelancing world and then uh it was a lot of opportunities came knocking and I kind of had to wait, is it worth it to stay at Lowell or should I, you know, kind of try, try this new chapter. And ultimately I decided to try this new chapter. So what I'm doing now is I'm a graphics operator or a score bug operator, depending on the the game or, or where I'm working. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to, I'm still doing creative video work uh, kind of during the day. So, I I found Mm -hmm. that I have a lot more time to myself, uh, you know, to pick and choose what projects I want to work on. And, you know, I I still have my six hour crew calls before games. Uh,
0: So, um,
1: but I'm really happy with my decision and uh, things are going pretty well uh, up until, you know, obviously this coronavirus pandemic. But um, I'm still happy with my decision and I still wouldn't change it.
0: Yeah, and I want to chat a little bit more about that freelance. But first, can you talk a little more about your role in college athletics? From what you've described, you really seem to have built that department from the ground up, and I'm interested to know what challenges um, came along with that. You said you know you only had a basic knowledge of of news and TV packages when you started there. Um, so, what were some of the challenges? Were you ever nervous that you weren't going to do the right thing? And um, what are some of your favorite parts of that experience?
1: Well I was there were many, many challenges. Uh because <laughs> uh, again, you know, I I went to WU to be a, you know, I wanted to be an on-air reporter. So I didn't really know much of the back-end stuff. And so when I first started at Lowell, I was still working at the bank. Um, so there would be days where I would finish my shift at the bank and I would drive up to Lowell and I, you know, like the women's basketball team would be practicing and I would set everything up like it was for a game and I would just try different Mm -hmm. things, you know, like trial and error. And I spent many, many nights late there, you know, just trying to teach myself, you know, what works, what doesn't, what happens if I do this? Um, So there, there were a lot of, uh, there was a lot of, Like I said, trial and error and, you know, just being able to Mm -hmm. pick myself up when I'd fallen down. And, you know, there were games where, you know, like the audio wasn't working or something. And I'm like, like people are asking me all these questions, like, why isn't this working? And, you know, like, I'm trying to figure it out. But, you know, like I had never really been under pressure situations like that before. So uh, Mm -hmm. I I learned a lot about myself uh, during that time. And but it also... I don't know. I think people saw like how hard I was working at it. And, you know, I, I think that was one of like the main reasons why they like Lowell didn't go in an opposite direction. Uh, I don't know. I think they had a lot mm-hmm. of faith in me, obviously to like, that I would figure things out. And, uh, you know, I think eventually I did, you know, to be able to go from no one camera, no announcers, and then four years later, to go to ESPN three and, you know, we were doing things at uh, a high level because, you know, some of the my peers in the conference would reach out to me and be like, yo, like, how did you do this? And honestly, a lot of it for me, once we went ESPN was, I would watch West Virginia games, which were all, you know, linear games, <laughs> and I'd see what, what they would do with mm-hmm. their opens and with their in-game packages. And I'm like, well, why can't I do that? You know, I have basically all of, I might not have mm-hmm. the same crew, but, you know, I have the same tools so um, you know if that meant starting my graphics you know two or three days early then that's what I would do in order to you know make sure that we had the best show.
0: I know that we're focusing on freelance but since you worked in college athletics, do you happen to have any advice for students who want to work in college athletics?
1: Um, as for I guess advice I would give to students is always keep your options open and I know it's kind of cliche but like don't be afraid to fail like. I I have mm-hmm. fallen flat on my face so many times that, you know, like, it, I can't even keep count. But, you know, whether it's myself <laughs> or somebody else picking me back, you can't pick yourself up. You know, somebody else is there to, you know, give you the right motivational words. And, you, you know, at the end of the day, um, kind of what I would tell my assistants is, you know, like, we're, we're putting sports on TV. We're, like, we're supposed to have mm-hmm. fun with this. And so, you know, sometimes things, things wouldn't go right. And I think a big part of working with students for me, um, as I tried to, as I tried to grow the department, I tried to get more students involved from the the, the media minor that mm-hmm. had been started at Lowell and, you know, students are always a little bit more tentative and I tell them, I'm like, this is the perfect mm-hmm. platform because like, yeah, we're on ESPN three or ESPN plus, but you know, like there's like you're not on like live tv if you make a mistake this is the place Mm -hmm. to make it and so I think that resonated with some students and um it's kind of funny one of one of the students that I was like most proud in and he actually was uh he's actually in my position now so he started as a volunteer his name is Aaron Mm -hmm. started as a volunteer and he was always super helpful and then I kind of got him more involved and then When I had an opening for a second assistant uh, three years ago, I I called him up. It was my first call. I was like, hey, Aaron, uh, you know, I just got the green light for a second assistant. Do you know, are you interested in this? And he was like, yeah. And then he started as my assistant. And then once I left, they promoted him into my spot. And, you know, yeah, like for me, like I honestly as like a a manager or boss, whatever you want to call it. I've like never been more proud that like, you know, like you just watch somebody's mm. development. Uh, and so to see him kind of progress yeah. through that uh, was, I don't know, I really can't even like put it into words, but I would just say like to students, you know, don't be afraid to try different things. It's only, you're only going to add more skills the more you try different things. Like I didn't go to school to be a graphic designer, but, you know, I've, you know, I've learned that I didn't go to school to be an animator, but I can do that. Um So just always Mm -hmm. be open to trying new things and don't kind of pigeonhole yourself into like one corner.
0: So you talked a little bit about why you decided to transition into freelance, and that was a big move for you, and you said you wouldn't change it. So what has been the most surprising thing for you about making that transition, and the most rewarding thing about making that transition? And do you have any advice for somebody who is maybe our age or older and is looking to freelance, um, or students who are maybe considering that as a possibility in the future?
1: in, in terms of like live production freelancing or like creative editing freelancing
0: um i think okay. you can speak to both honestly because i know right now you know live production is a little different currently but just generally um, um speaking. That's, that's a good
1: question um i think what i've found well i think the thing that i enjoy most about freelancing is no no day is the same and like your, your office is mm-hmm. constantly changing. Um, it was kind of important for me, mm-hmm. uh, just because after spending six years in Lowell, you know, and making the same 45 minute drive every day, sometimes multiple times a day, it just kind of got mundane. And I, I wanted a mm-hmm. change of pace. And so for me, it was, it was perfect. Um, you know, cause you know, I've been doing, I had been doing games at BC at the ACC network, uh, i got involved with ross mobile productions and so they started flying me out to to different um to different places for for games uh so like that Mm -hmm. that was uh the a big thing for me and i don't know i just find that on production crews like everybody's always just like happy to be there and you know you don't you don't necessarily like always i don't know you wouldn't necessarily always get that like i At Lowell, sometimes I felt, um, you know, people like students are, you know, they're tired, you know, like they just finished a long day of classes. And now they're, they're coming to, you know, put a game on a regional sports network. And, you know, like, they're just not necessarily like up for it, Um, which is like, no knock on them at Mm -hmm. all. You know, like, I I get it, you know, you're tired, you were up all night studying or what have you. So like, I I don't fault them by any means, but uh, I just find that, you know, on, on cruise, everybody's cheery and they're're they they're always open to you know helping you sometimes i'll finish my graphics early, and you know I'll kind of just go stand over like somebody's shoulder but yeah you know like, <laughs> i just I, I ask them questions I ask the audio guys about questions all the time um you know the engineers, the shaders mm-hmm. there's there's so many different people that uh, like contribute to, to to the show um and so I don't know for me. Mm-hmm like one thing, I I never just want to be like one dimensional. And so that's why, for me, it's important to, you know, talk to other people and see, you know, like, what are the challenges of their job, you know, and kind of, I don't know, to me, it's like all one big puzzle, and everybody has a piece. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I don't know about the other pieces, per se. And so it's just like my way of trying to better educate myself, and then you know, how I can apply that
0: Yeah, I absolutely identify with that. I think freelance um, is such a community. I have a lot of experience with that as well. My specialty is replay and I don't think I could do anything else to be honest, but I love to learn about what my friends are doing and um, I really just appreciate the community aspect that still happens even in freelancing when you're working in sports production. What journalism skills would you say you use the most now, um, in your freelance and what skill sets would you encourage students to focus on in college that might benefit them in a freelance world?
1: I think if, if like you're into sports, I think nowadays creative editing and design is, I don't know that it's ever been bigger. Like it's, it's kind of funny Mm -hmm. to me, like thinking back to like when I was in college, like you know, no, but like, I mean, teams would put out like some graphics and stuff, but like social media wasn't what it is now. Um, So I think creative editing and just trying different, different techniques, like I, if you go on my like YouTube channel, I have like playlists for, you know, all sorts of different things and like different techniques and how you can do them. And so I think that's, that's a huge thing is, like if you want to get into at least college athletics you know college athletic departments aren't necessarily always the the, the most staffed, and so you need to be able to wear multiple mm-hmm. hats like you, you know there were times where a coach would need a graphic for his seniors um, for you know like their senior banquet and he, he would come to me I wasn't a graphic designer we have we had our marketing department that mm-hmm. would kind of take care of most of that stuff but you know, like he came to me and I, well, to be honest, I didn't really know how to say no. And so I, I kind of panicked under the pressure. I was just like, yeah, coach, you know, I I got it. And then I ended up putting something good together and, you know, he came to me for the next three years. So um, I I definitely think that just trying different techniques in um, making sure if, you know, if you're into video, making sure, you know, the the little things about your video are are so so important like i think one of the underrated things is Mm -hmm. sound design so actually that's one thing i would probably um suggest to like the video editors in the media school is is your sound design can take Mm -hmm. a video from like wow that was like that was pretty good to like wow that was unreal um i I was just watching uh Mm -hmm. one of the clipper video editors that uh, i follow he just put out like a Kali video and just like the sound design on like some of the dunks it's and it's like it's not anything that like blows your mind away but it's just like the little things that, that just make the video that much better so i think focusing or just paying attention to to the little details will make like the bigger the bigger project that much more impactful
0: yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else you'd like to comment on or any other advice that you would have for students or future media professionals?
1: I think I kind of touched on it a, a lot. <laughs> it's just, it, it, well, like <laughs> just making sure that um, you're, you're trying your hand at different things, whether it's just one time just to say you tried it or, I mean, you never know what like what you're going to what you're going to find it within yourself. Like, I never knew that, you know, I'd be good at intro videos. i like, my friends have always kind of called me a hype guy, but, um, like I (laughs) tried my hand at a few intro videos and people were like, dude, that was like really good. And you know, like I have, I won a few national awards for some of the videos that I've done. And, you know, like I didn't, I didn't expect any of that. You know, I I was just like, I just wanted to put something good together. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think that that's kind of like the, at least for me, is just always trying your hand, whether it's once, twice, a hundred times. Um, I think that's really important, especially if you want to get far, like the more skills you have, like people always talk about going in your bag. Like, how do you think your bag is going to be? Like, are you going to have a deep bag if, you know, you're not trying different things? So um yeah, that's what yeah. I, I guess I would say for, for people is just making sure that, um, you know, you're trying different things and don't forget about your, your personal time. I think that's actually another huge, huge thing is making sure you're taking time to take care of yourself, um, sometimes stepping away from, mm-hmm. from projects. Like there have been times where I've been editing for like eight hours straight and, you know, like you just turned into kind of a zombie sitting at your computer and just know you've been working on one thing and then you just like you can't figure out how to you know how to put it together and then you just step away you go for a walk for like 25 minutes or something and you come back and boom like it comes together and just finding time for obviously your friends and your family because that stuff is really important like works works always gonna be there um but making sure you know you're you're staying connected to your friends and your family and and all that stuff just to get your mind away from it because especially in college athletics um like i said before you know departments aren't always like the most well staffed so sometimes you find yourself at work a lot more than you know you'd like than you'd like to be there you find like a good a good balance of things because uh that that was one of the bigger things for me as to why i wanted to get into the freelance world more was you know i wasn't required to be at the job you know from like 9 a.m. until you know games get out you know you're doing highlights until midnight and then you got to do it over again so um after a few years that kind of took its toll on me and that's the one thing that in the freelance world you know like I can dictate my schedule I take I take Mondays off to hang out I pick mm-hmm. up my nephews after school and we hang out and you know like that's been like so big for me because you know it's just like a release you know kids kids are always so happy and mm-hmm. you know like they there's nothing like it. So that's like the other big thing I'd say is just making sure you're taking time for yourself
0: and your family. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that. I think that's something I struggle with too is work-life balance. I think that's a great piece of advice for people in the industry, especially those of us that work in sports. Um, I definitely identify with that. Thank you again so much for joining us today. I really enjoyed catching up with you and hearing all of the amazing things that you've been up to the past few years. And we could not appreciate your time more. If you'd like to get in touch with Sabu, you can email him at sebmajaria at gmail.com. That's sebmajaria at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us this week on Read Talk. Stay tuned for next time.